who stepped back Jack and Decker hits the three. And you talk about big shots, Decker. Early onions. Gonzaga, the slipper still fits. Kemba Walker, step back. Walker, Cardiac Kemba does it again. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Campus Tour podcast. We are back for another week of college basketball games. We have pass fail this week. We have a new segment called Mid-Yearbook Superlatives, and then we wrap up with student advisors, as always. We are going to start with pass fail, as we always do. It was a great week of college basketball. We had great games this weekend. It's uh, come on into the week two. We've got some good games. Who are you going to pass this week, Bradley? I gave TCU the pass for last week. The Horned Frogs, they went to Ames. They were able to pick up an impressive road win. Any Big 12 road win, I think, is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. it's a um, especially when you hold Iowa State, who I think is a pretty good team, to 44 points on their home court. So they won 59-44. Um, thought that was pretty impressive. Damian Bow, um, he was huge in this game. He had 23 points, seven rebounds. Um, meanwhile, Iowa State just they couldn't put the ball through the hoop. They shot 30.9% from the field. And then this is just atrocious. Three for 26 from three. <laughs> that comes out to yeah, just over eleven percent. So not great, but yeah, give credit to TCU on a big road win here. I'm surprised you didn't go with uh, Wisconsin for the big win, probably locking up uh, Caleb Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I I, th- I thought about it, but I thought I shouldn't be biased for this week. So we I should, kind of something different. We should have just led the show with just talk the whole time about Caleb Williams and what's going on. Dude, I, I just talked with um, Jesse a little bit and um, – I, I honestly have been trying to stay kind of composed here because I am um, too. <laughs> because last time with the Hauser brothers, I, my hopes were so high and then it didn't happen. So the, the Hauser brothers made a little more sense than Caleb Williams, but you know, connections are connections. When, when the kids, when one of his former teammates is on the team and his dad's going to be the OC. I would love to, if that he happens. could make, um, do a little persuasion maybe to like the third or fourth receiver on Oklahoma, maybe, or like a four or five. (laughs) Well, he's got just Mario Williams transferred to USC thinking that Caleb Williams is going to go there. I mean, just tell him to come on over to Wisconsin. He'd love it. That would be, Hey, (laughs) if even just with Caleb, um, it's hard not to think that we're like in the top five. I I think we're in the top three. Yeah, I think it's USC, LSU, and us, I'm pretty sure, is basically what what he's down to. I said top five, but I was thinking higher. (laughs) I was just trying to keep kind of a cool head. Yeah, I know he I know he he went to UCLA and visited, and I think he hated it or something. Because there's not been a single mention of UCLA, or I think he went to Georgia as well. So okay. But 
here we are. Somehow Caleb Williams is thinking about coming to Madison, Wisconsin. That's crazy. I would love to see it. That'd be great. It would be. It would be. Well, my real pass is pretty obvious. Auburn ranked yep. for the rank number one for the first time in program history. Uh, we kind of talked about the game. The big game that they had was against Kentucky. Um, it lived up, lived up to the hype. It looked like a pretty awesome atmosphere, crazy environment. Uh, Jabari Smith hit a couple clutch shots. Uh, and then Walker Kessler, I mean, handling Oscar Toshibwe as, as about as well as you could was, it was pretty impressive. As always, our boy Wendell Green, great off the bench. I mean, how could you not love the guy? Yeah. Um, but I hope they keep their foot on the pedal for sure because they're so fun to watch. And I want to see them in March just make a make a fun run. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sick of seeing uh Kentucky kind of at the top of the SEC. Yeah. I love seeing, you know, the Alabamas, the Arkansas, mm-hmm. the Auburns. Um, it's fun to watch. So yep. Yeah, definitely. Who do you have failing this week? Honestly, there wasn't anyone that really stuck out. So again, this is kind of a soft fail, but I went with LSU. Um, They lost on the road to a good Tennessee team, um, but mainly gave them, you know, the the fail here because they lost by 14. Um, Also, they shot 39% from the field and 21% from three. Can't win like that. So um, no. soft fail for LSU, but still um, not too worried. They're, they're a pretty solid team this year. So you wouldn't say uh, Purdue losing at Indiana for the first time thought, since like 2006. I thought you were going to take that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why. why you left it for me. Yes. Well, thank you. Cause that's <laughs> who I'm going with as a fail. I mean, they haven't lived up to the hype, unfortunately, which th- that doesn't mean that they're not a great team. I mean, we had crazy expectations, almost Wisconsin 2014-15 season kind of, with Jaden Ivey being their Frank Kaminsky guy that's going to be, you know, in the talk for National Play of the Year, and it just it really hasn't panned out. Not to say, I mean, they still could definitely make a run because they do have a ton of depth and a ton of talent, but um, yeah, they go to Indiana, lose for the first time since 2016. It's like what you said about the Big 12, though. I mean, there's it's not really a day off in the Big 10 when you, I mean, you're going to play a tough team almost every, every game outside of Nebraska. So I'm skeptical about a March run still, but we'll see. It could happen. They got the depth for it, but count, count me in the non, I'm in the non final four group. Yeah. I, I think I would, I think I would agree with that at this point. Honestly, as of right now, They've got the talent. I mean, they're for sure at their best um, final four contenders. But right now, um, I I think there's some concerns. It kind of reminds me a little bit of last year's Illinois team where Mm -hmm. there was high expectations. And for some reason, it just didn't pan out the way. Well, in the middle of the year for Illinois, it it wasn't. And then they turned it around and they ended up winning the Big Ten tournament. So there's a lot of time left. But yeah, I I would agree with that comp right now is, is very accurate, I think. Yep. Yep. So I, I'd, I'd probably, you know, if I was filling out a bracket today, I'd probably leave Purdue maybe even out of my elite eight. Um, I, I think they're a s- solid team, but yeah, I think they could figure it out and they're deep. So we'll see a lot of time left. I love that. We're rashly making March madness and bracket predictions at the end of January. Like any of this is going to 
the badgers get, get colder than cold and like end up as don't you heat. say that they hey, could that's a possibility hey, don't put that in the universe <laughs> all right i'll knock on wood that badges are not going to get cold yes it, it it could happen i mean yeah <laughs> people they always overreact and I, I think it's fun to you know do these predictions early on but it really doesn't mean anything so much can change mm-hmm. and um yeah there's so much time left so that is our pass fail for the week we are going to do our new segment i've butchered the name a thousand times i'm gonna try to get it right again the mid-year book superlatives so we're gonna give out a bunch of different kind of awards think like most likely to succeed like those those types of thing that that uh somehow the yearbook comes up with uh our first one that i'm gonna give you brad is best hair Wow, this is a great one. I have a good um, one to lead off on, I know. A lot of good options. I went with something that's not super complicated. It's simple, but I love it. I went with J.D. Davison. Oh, oh, come on. I love We JD. both went J.D. Davison. Oh, you did? You did? Yep. I just love the, it's just a blonde mop, and I love it. It uh, just bounces around everywhere he goes. It's beautiful. You, you would think that would be distracting while playing because uh, it's just so much hair. But, um, yeah. yeah, I love it. No, it reminds me of uh, Kobe White when he was at North Carolina. Yep. And, I mean, like we said, he, I mean, he's got the he, – he's backing it up with his play. He's, he's an awesome player. Um, but, yeah, I just love watching that thing run around. <laughs> me too. Me too. Well, I thought you were going to go Tiger. But, I mean, we talked about him. Yeah. We, I can't, no repeats. But, yes. I mean, yeah. we always love Tiger's hair. There's, yeah. I mean, come on. Next one I'm going to give you is most disappointing. Most disappointing. You're going to love this one. Oh, um, I went with Joey Hauser here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so not that there's any past history with Joey, <laughs> aside from my personal reasons, uh, <laughs> I just, I mean, he was highly touted out of high school. He had a pretty good year, freshman year at Marquette. And, you know, I thought he, he still has a role this year, but I, I just thought he'd have a bigger role than 6.8 points per game. And yeah, just over six rebounds per game. So yeah. he's kind of honestly, objectively, he's, he's been disappointing for me, but, um, yeah, personal reasons, dude, don't <laughs> help, I'm sure. But, yeah, here I went with Joey Hauser. I want Joey to hear this and just be like, ooh, like personal reasons what I do to him. <laughs> I would love that. I would oh love that. Gosh, that'd be great. I mean, yeah, no, it's definitely a fair pick. He had that game winner, though. People forget. <laughs> game winning life against Minnesota, big time. <laughs> he did. My most disappointing um, pain me to do it. I went Remy Martin, three oh, awesome years at ASU, transferred to Kansas this year. Um, I just don't – it's just not been a good fit. He just wants to shoot and shoot and then probably shoot shoot a little bit more, and that's that's not really the vibe with Kansas. So it's just – it's like it's more of a weird pairing, I would say. Um, it's been kind of a letdown for him. And, I mean, he's been a little bit hurt too, so that doesn't help. But, yeah, I'm going Remy Martin at Kansas. Yep. That's a, that's a fair pick. I agree. I mean, it doesn't help that Kansas is stacked, but yeah, right. it's not, it's not the right fit. Um, no. If you watch him play, just ASU, he, ASU was perfect. There wasn't enough talent. Yep. He can get his <laughs> shots up there. Yep. 
Um, let's go your best six man of the year. So I went close to home here. Um, so I went Chris Knight um, off the bench for Loyola, Chicago. He gets just over 16 minutes per game, averages close to eight points per game. Um, shooting an outstanding 73.8% from the okay. field. That's crazy, um, which is second in the country. Um, and yeah, I mean, the team's had success. Um, they have a 14 and three record last time I checked. And yeah, shout out to Chris. He's from Madison. He actually went to Madison Memorial, which is less than two miles away from my apartment. So um, special place in my heart. Um, but yeah, Chris has had an outstanding year. Shout out to him. Solid pick. So you, you're just going personal picks here. I am. <laughs> I am, but I'm backing it up with stats. Yes, so. yes, you are. Fair enough. Uh, my six man, my guy, Wendell Green. You know, I love yeah. Wendell, so I had to go here. He brings so much energy off the bench for Auburn. And it is kind of surprising he doesn't start, but I guess, like, don't don't fix what's not broken. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going him off the bench. He's averaging 13 a game right now. Um, but like I said, he kind of does a lot of the intangible stuff that uh, that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. So yep. going Wendell. Our next category is most underrated. Where are you going? This could be another, another personal, personal one. Honestly, I didn't know this until I did some research, but um, it's another, he does have Wisconsin roots. So um, <laughs> I went with Alondez Williams. Did you know he's from Wisconsin? Oh, to Wake Forest, Alondez Williams. No, I didn't. Where did he go? I did not. He went to Milwaukee Riverside High School. I did not know that before researching him, but I mean. I you going to say Kobe King. <laughs> Oh, Derek. <laughs> um, take it with a grain of salt, if you will, because, I mean, the non-conference schedule for Wake Forest hasn't been, you know, super tough. But, I mean, they've, they've been off to a hot start to the yep. year. They're 17-4, and 7-3 and three in conference play, and it's mainly due to Alandez. Um, He's, you know, averaging 20 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, I think just over five assists per game. So he really does it all. He's shooting well from the field. Um, and yeah, he wasn't on the Woodens midseason top 25 watch list. When you're putting up stats like that, um, I think it's pretty impressive, especially since the team's had success too. So um, yeah, I think people need to start, you know, talking about Alondez a little more. Is Wake Forest a basketball school or a football school now? Neither. <laughs> wow. I mean, what a year for Wake Forest, huh? It is. Yeah. It's been a great year for them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Alondez and Sam Hartman. Those are two, two great players. Can't two great athletes. Uh, my most underrated, another one that kind of pains me a little bit. AJ Griffin from Duke. Yeah. Been putting the team on his, well, not fully putting the team on his back, but he's, he's been more of the, the X factor for Duke. When, when you get a good game out of him, they tend to do pretty well shooting 45% from three this season, which I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, but you know, Paulo gets a lot of the shine. So I'm going to spotlight AJ Griffin here and him helping coach K in his last season. Cause Lord knows that man needs it. <laughs> All right. Our last one is most likely to succeed. I told Brad, this is basically like MVP or, 
going to be successful in the NBA. So where where are you going with your most likely to succeed? I went with Ochai Abaji here. Um, The Kansas senior guard, he's had a great year so far, averaging 21 points per game, Mm -hmm. helped Kansas to a 17 and two record so far, fifth in the country. Um, On most sites that I've, you know, seen, he's second right now on the wooden player of the year odds right behind Johnny. Um, So yeah, he's had a great year. Kansas is having a great year. Um, Really fun player to watch. So yep. One with Ochai here. Yep. That's a, that's a pretty solid pick. I mean, if, if Johnny wasn't up there, I'd be rooting for him to win it, but uh, I I wrote Johnny down, but I'm not going to talk about Johnny because we obviously have shared our love for, for Johnny Davis before. So uh, I went, I put down Jabari Smith. He's likely going to be the number one guy off the, uh, off the board uh, on the NBA draft next year. So I'm going to go with him. He's been kind of the catalyst for Auburn, although it is a bit of a kind of group effort with them. He's, he's been the guy. And I think he was, was he fourth coming into the season recruit recruiting wise? Do you remember fourth or fifth? I can't remember which, but he was, he was right up there. He was high up there, but I I don't think people really thought of him as, as taking over like this, the way he has. I mean, He's just got so much potential. I saw Kevin Garnett comps, which I thought was interesting. Uh, So I'm going Jabari Smith. I think he's going to be a force in the NBA next year. Dude, I'm, I think I wouldn't say a bust, but I think he might be a little overhyped, honestly. I don't, he did have a a bad last game. His last game was not great. I just hate how it's so hard to tell sometimes with just one year with some of these guys because the reason, you know, a guy like that is so high in the mocks is because of what he did in high school and how highly touted he was. Cause I mean, but he wasn't going to be number one. He vaulted to number one because of he, how he's played in college that I agree with. But I mean, th- there are guys that, you know, yeah, have absolutely points per game that are first round picks. And it's like, all right, if you weren't in the top, you know, 50 in your class, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't be in the mocks that high. I mean, so. the number one is Cliff Alexander. Yes, yes, that comes. The fact the that mind. someone even took him is the shock of a century. Did. Yeah, he got drafted in the second round. No, I don't think he did. I thought he got. Oh, I drafted. thought he did. Maybe he didn't. But um, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a perfect example of a guy who you know he was highly recruited and just mm-hmm. didn't turn out. So, all right, that is mid yearbook superlatives. We got two more months to see how those uh, takes shape out. I'm sure we'll do another fun end of season episode where we look at how bad our takes were. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to switch over to student advisors to get everyone ready for the next week of games. What game should everyone watch this week, Brad? I mean, I want chalk here. Whenever two blue bloods play each other, you got to tune in. So I want Kentucky versus Kansas. It's going to be a fun game to watch. We got two great coaches. We got Ochai Abaji. We got Oscar Tashibwe. Mm-hmm. Get your popcorn ready. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, that that's a good one. I we're we're very uh, like minded because we can predict when someone's going to pick something, so we just pick something else. So yeah. I picked Baylor at Alabama because I figured you were going to go Kentucky, Kansas. Um. But I mean, we talked about it last week. Baylor took a couple, couple hits uh, two weeks ago and lost a couple games, but they've looked better since then. Uh, it's gonna be a tough game, though. Alabama is so fun to watch. They're so up and down. 
they're just such a different team that it's almost like a football team playing army. Like you kind of have to adjust how you play, uh, I guess just the game of basketball in general, but mostly defense because they're so up and down, up and down, and they just want to shoot threes. So it, it is a bit of a weird twist. I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, the SEC versus Big 12 showdown. Still love that we're, that we're doing that in January. It's fun, a little break from conference play. But, dude, the guards in this game are going to be so fun to watch. J.D. Davison, Javon Quinterly, Jaden Shackelford, and then Baylor has Akinjo and Flagler. So love I that. am so excited to watch the guards in that game. We love all of those players. I, yes, I love them all. It, it should be, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that game. It's going to be fun. And then what player are you going to tell everyone to watch for this week? I went um, with a guy that maybe people don't know as much. I went West Coast here, Bryce Hamilton out of UNLV. He's a lethal scorer. He's second in the conference in the MWC with 19.8 points per game. And they're taking on Colorado State in Fort Collins, which Colorado State, they they haven't really played anyone. but They took their one beat down. Yes, they did. But I mean, 15 and one. So tune in here. Um, Maybe UNLV is able to pull off the upset. Um, Maybe not. I don't know. But um, yeah, Bryce Hamilton. He's a fun player to watch. Go check him out. I always find a very nice you to shine a spotlight on people that no one talks about because I don't. I went with Christian Braun here from Kansas. Yeah, we talked about Baji, obviously, uh, but I think we need to shine some light on Christian Brown as well. Uh, He's taken a big step forward in his junior year, knocking down shots for Kansas. Uh, I mean, he has been the second guy for them. So shout out to Christian Brown. I'm telling everyone to watch him to light it up against Kentucky this week. Could be the X factor. Yep. Yeah, he's a fun player to watch. I enjoy watching him. Plus, white boys that can shoot, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we always got respect. Too. He's athletic, too. Um, he is pretty so, athletic. Yeah. yeah, he is pretty yeah. athletic. So that is our episode for the week. Got anything for the listeners before we sign off? I don't think. I mean, just tune in Saturday. Grab a pop. Get your popcorn ready and just... <laughs> Watch basketball all day because there's, I mean, there's a great lineup of games. I'm that's what I'm gonna do Saturday, so I can't wait. <laughs> Some pop and popcorn, very, very well said. What well, What was the best thing you ate this week? How about? This is my new okay. favorite. I'm gonna ask you every show now. I went to. Okay, what was? Oh, she's on her thing. We went to a pizza place um, in Middleton that was really good. Roman candle, Roman. Oh candle. yeah. Roman candles. Great. Yeah. Of course. First time I've ever been there. So, um, Oh wow. Really enjoyed that. That was really good. What about great you? Choice. Ooh, best thing I ate last week. I made, um, manicotti that my mom taught me how to make before I left for Utah. So I made some manicotti with some garlic bread. It's pretty, love pretty that. Solid. A little Italian meal. A little I love that. Italiano, you know, Yes. <laughs> I love you. You're, you're, pizza now two two episodes in a row <laughs> i know dude i love pizza that's pizza my favorite screw the popcorn get some pizza and pop <laughs> yep yep all right everyone have a good weekend of games like a sucker, no way